0: So Heather, Yep. you with us?
1: Yeah, I'm just trying to do some social media.
0: <laughs> Enthusiasm is electric.
2: Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to episode 3 of the Foul Mouths Podcast. This week we forgot what episode we were recording while shooting the proverbial shit about our migration experiences. We also talk a lot about Sean's trip to Acadia while generally getting on with our usual nonsense. There's a horrific amount of shenanigans to get to, so I don't want to waste too much time. But if you enjoy the podcast, why not share the love by recommending it to friends and family? We just know your moms will love it. Thanks for tuning in to Foul Mouth's podcast. I'm Scott. Sean.
1: Heather. (laughs)
2: oh man i wish people could see us so this is oh god Uh delinquency doesn't end with your with the onset of the 20s does it i don't think it's, so. it's a lifelong endeavor just <laughs> it just changes face literally it grows a beard it grows a, <laughs> it it grows a beard in its bedtime and a lower leg hairs, yeah. yeah i Freshly shorn. most of it nice
1: like what i could what i could do
2: before the razor broke (laughs) (laughs) oh my
0: god it's
1: hard times
2: hard times hard times it's not easy being a mom all right um so welcome to episode something x (laughs) we don't know what episode it is yeah so this is this is the um this is the this is episode three and this will be um, the first episode in a couple that uh, aren't based around an interview with somebody who knows what they're talking about.
0: Oh, yeah. More false bird facts.
2: Yeah. So, um, so today we're just going to run through um, basically our experiences of the migration. We're going to talk about some interactions with people uh in the neighborhood and sean's going to talk about a recent visit to acadia which is really cool and then okay. um and then at the end uh i can't remember what's happening at the end
0: i mean we never know what's happening at the end yeah or we the get beginning the, yeah or the middle <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's the truth there's no love we're really bad at this,
2: <laughs> this you're <is> welcome <laughs> Um, all right <laughs> so are you with us you're like you look like you're more into it now
1: okay yes
0: Heather's awake
1: right <laughs> sort of yeah let's see if I get more sleep hmm
0: I don't think that's happening anytime soon nope
1: just a little bit no all right
0: no. so um how was your migration
2: Scott and Heather God it was fucking great it was
1: awesome yeah
2: we were just talking about how um we didn't have a ton of hours because of Wee Jameson, but the hours that we did have were birdie.
1: Qual- they, were,
2: they were super birdie.
1: <laughs> Quality.
2: Heather even like coined her catchphrase. It's
1: getting birdie in here. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's getting real birdie.
1: Or it's getting really birdie over there.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's really good. It was like oddly palpable. Uh, like her it, catchphrase. Yeah. No. The- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> her catchphrase and the real atmosphere, like at. Uh, east rock especially there was like palpable changes in like mm. bird volume <laughs> right <laughs> or in the in your vicinity and yeah, did, for sure did you feel like the energy was different this year oh yeah there was like last year felt like um like nobody was expecting i think the fallout that we ended up having mm. and this year people were hopeful and we got what we wanted and it started with the warbler mm-hmm. showing up mm-hmm. and that bird like that morning was the first morning that I think like all of the birders in the state everybody was all in one place at the same time and I just happened to be there did do we see it on the same day did we you did. tell us to yeah, go I woke up T- at like 5 30 like normal and i had an alert on my phone that said persona to the warbler and i was like oh <laughs> yes. fuck me so i like <laughs> l- i just like alert. straight up what skipped ser- everything what what service do you subscribe to to get bird fallout <laughs> i alerts have twitter no i don't use twitter i have um
1: that was a really bad joke
0: twitter
2: oh, oh man <laughs> wow snap our audience will get that before we then. We, it's the truth.
0: Dad <laughs> jokes from mom. Mm. Um, <laughs> I use eBird. There's a bunch of, you can sign up for um, alerts. Push notifications? Yeah. Uh, not push. They come through your email, but basically. Oh, so if your email is set up right, which mine isn't, uh, you can you know, basically get an endless stream of data coming through eBird. And then there's a listserv that you can sign up for alerts um, as well. And they, I don't and, recommend it it's yeah it i i like it when in in migration time it's really good because yeah. it's almost real time because there's so much information streaming mm-hmm. in but as like everything winds down in like spring and fall it becomes kind of slow and then you get slower updates so and you get like bird not...
1: nerd fights
0: yeah people start getting catty with each other oh
1: this person was wearing running gear and it, it was scaring the birds because it was yeah. fluorescent
0: And Shit. and there's been actual I like heard somebody's argument today I don't know what the hell I was watching some weird bird media but they said the same thing like <laughs> We're like what? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> are are <laughs> weird, we
1: bird media? Weird
0: bird media. <laughs> weird media. Yeah. Um. And not like not like this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing like this. And they were saying how like they hate the list serves because they or like hate when people post stuff on the listservs because half the time it's just some like <laughs> old lady who thinks she saw something that she didn't in her backyard for like two weeks and is just reporting it <laughs> something like that and mm. like there's just a lot of like clutter in there there's yeah. too open forum yeah um well okay so out of all of the alerts in
1: a font
2: out of all of the alerts that you got this spring like how many turned out to be legit
0: um, a lot of them. Like a good percentage. Yeah, like the prothonotary showed up, it was there all like two, three days, like really really well seen. Mm. Um, and then the Kentucky Warbler was there, I got that like after a day, it gave me, you know, I had 24 hours to get there, that was really great. We're, we're talking about East Rock Park. That, no, the Kentucky Warbler was actually at um, this little place, Lake Mohegan. Okay. And that, um this kid, Aiden Kylie found it and uh, I hope I said your name right, Aiden. Um, is he
2: is he really a kid? He's, he's like, like 12. eighteen. Okay,
0: so he's like a kid for our, compared to us, at least. You know, I guess legally you're an adult, Aiden. Legally, he could be like he could be on, on NPR,
1: like they would refer to him as a man.
0: Yes, you're an adult man, and I apologize for saying kid. It's a term of endearment for me. Um, so he <laughs> like he found this Kentucky, and that was rad. He was super cool the way he shared that information. He was really, he's really. Um, detail oriented with his language and so like for this occasion like it was like the perfect situation and the perfect person to find him like you needed directions but you also needed to understand like you were walking into like a dog park basically Hmm. and there's a lot of crap going on around you like like, literally yeah it's it's rough and it's and it's a kentucky like in some marsh so you're on a boardwalk and it's just it's just it was like a but it was a really cool bird that showed up basically every bird that i chased off of a um off of an alert this this spring like a rare bird and there was a lot of them and you got them and i got i think all of
2: them um this is the weird ru- the morning warbler we did not see that day in East Rock Park when there was that rumor
0: yeah but i don't think that it, we didn't i think that it was not a morning warbler it was way too early for a morning warbler to have shown up I'm just saying not batting a thousand yeah I'm not batting no you're right I'm not because I did go after that morning warbler and there but then was, you
1: you saw another morning warbler
0: I did see one Later eventually yeah in the, yeah, season. In, the in, in season like when it should have been mm-hmm. here yeah end of the last of the migrants coming through you know mm-hmm. the morning warbler and he was funny he was like super shitty attitude so you could like give him one quick pish and he was like up in your face, like screaming at you. Wanting it was really fight. funny. Yeah, he was super aggressive. Maybe he's breeding. Who knows? But yeah.
2: so um, right. So it was the prothonotary, I think you told us there's a prothonotary in East Rock Park, and I of see. course we were eating to go. breakfast. Yeah, we with had James. we had James,
1: and we were we dropped everything. Yeah. Yep. Yeah to go and we brought James with us we did bring James it was that early and
2: we spent um, a good amount of time there for James I mean maybe half an hour 35 minutes
1: all the grandmas were loving it
2: and then (laughs) the
1: grandma birders right
2: and then we were we were leaving yeah and uh,
1: and there was a whole birding group there
2: and and one guy so this is a good example of just somebody doing the right thing right and one guy was just, I, I don't know, he, like, he saw the look of desperation in our eyes. And he's or, like,
1: oh, have you seen it? Yeah,
2: and he said, do you, do you catch the prothonotary? And we're like, no. And he's like, oh, it's right there. <laughs> and it was right off the covered bridge in the, in the brush down along the Mill River. Yeah. Right there.
0: That was a good day, and you guys must have seen a bunch of other stuff in the woods that day too, because that was the first fallout. That was the um, first. I think that was the first official wave of migrants, because it was a what? shitty day out, right? That
1: day for us was just was kinglets not... and the um, the perulas were. Perulas. But the, they were way up in the. Tree. And I think some
0: red starts. Yeah, yes. that they were there for sure. We had a black Bernie in that morning as well, mm. so we like all really reluctantly left the prathanitary to go here like after this like faint blackburnian like song i i heard it and then everybody went with me luckily we, it was there i would have felt real bad if i like sent him on a ghost chase but luckily mm-hmm. like i spent a lot of time studying that damn song so <laughs> better not get it wrong at this point um we 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 had like other really amazing days that like every time basically was like you just wake up and pick a morning and it was a good morning to be at east rock
1: global big day was nuts yeah like that was
2: global big day was was cerulean day yeah
1: cerulean chestnut sided um there were so many black and whites Mm -hmm. and butter butts and there was they were like flying in. in people's faces and there
2: were green there were um Black throated greens and black throated blues. A lot of them, yeah. yeah like, yeah, just swarming. Yeah. It was um, there it was, was a, a heavy year for black throated greens in right. Conne- Southern Connecticut. Yeah, and we got a we got yeah. the Connecticut. I mean the um, Canada. Yep. Yeah, uh, we aesthetic. got a bunch of yeah. stuff. The first very, I think, was was that day for for us anyway. And, and,
1: and was, many or was more. That after, later, right? That was a later yeah. day. That was the day that we were the first day that we were trying to get the mm-hmm. black burnian
0: oh yeah 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 there was, but it, was it was crazy
2: because there was such a concentration this spring and i guess um well y- you would know better but i guess the, the theory was it was so we had this weird uh temperature um oscillation right where it would we get did, warm yeah. and then it would then it, it would brewed. dip, yeah, and, and it would stay and dipped, and so we right and rain, and so we would have these three day periods, four day periods of cold rain, and then back warm for a couple of days, and then back down, and so things that were moving through would move for a couple of days, right, and then they would hunker.
0: They'd have to, and I think it was more that we had long- prolonged shitty weather, and that f- that meant that if there was good weather behind us, mm. we had a buildup of. Mm-hmm of of warblers coming in and then the weather would break and it would be you know we'd see them in the morning and they'd leave and then the weather would get shitty and the next ones would get stuck so mm-hmm. we had like a consistent mm-hmm. wave of fallout which from a ecological standpoint it's horrible for the birds like it's just a bad it's a bad sign it's bad weather that's never been here been around before and stuff like that but for birders it's fucking rad because mm-hmm. everything dr- literally is just dropping out of the sky we could follow, um, it, there was a rainy day where we just followed this group of warblers around in like a circle around the, the woods at like in different layers of the canopy. And it was the same birds over and over again. Mm-hmm. And in like a cycle, it was really wild to see it. And to like, know that there was just this weird mass of, of living creatures moving in concert, like around you, like just... You just had to find the right spot and figure right. out where they were going.
1: And there was that one day, um, so Scott had went down to Silver Sands and saw a female um, tanager on the ground.
0: Yeah, the scarlet. The
1: scarlet tanager.
2: This and is about, like,
1: um,
0: this is. It was like, like mid May 10. <laughs> it was just like the, and yeah. And when I looked at ago. the
1: Facebook, Connecticut um connecticut birds group everyone was seeing scarlet tanagers on the ground and that was that was wild to see like that this behavior that was a little strange was happening all around the state with the same bird because the weather was affecting them all the same way
0: I, i mean you can talk about the scarlets you got to see them in big numbers like having this that fallout effect but we also had like you were saying the cerulean warbler i mean that's a treetop dweller getting to see a full body shot of a cerulean is yeah, really rare it was mid F- yeah, canopy F- 15 feet off the ground yeah, and that's like we saw it you know everything it was doing for an extended period of time which is super rare with that mm-hmm. species they next just don't to stay yeah
1: a chestnut. next oh, to a chestnut on the same like branch. on the same branch yeah,
0: yeah. and yeah. which the chestnuts were a lot there were a lot this year uh yeah. they're but they're benefiting from human from human encroachment they're like one of the few species that seems to be benefiting from us like moving towards the woods and creating barrier habitat or edge habitat is that yeah edge habitat uh, is that because well, they eat all the chestnuts we discard <laughs> yeah i think <laughs> that's it they're just like chestnut beetle eaters or something yeah the
1: know. the one patch near us um is right on like really butts up against uh suburbia yeah and that and like i walked in and it was the first bird that we saw yeah that day mm-hmm. that we were out and it's just like so
2: this is the same day as the as the ground tanager right And i yeah. had come back and i was like we should just go check it out it was the middle it was like two in the afternoon this yeah. is like dead bird time yeah and um because you're like and, it's right,
1: pretty birdie today it's
2: pretty birdie today and we walked in and y- you spotted the chestnut like 50 feet up mm-hmm. in the canopy and you're like i think i have a chestnut it was, and it was gorgeous. It was beautiful.
1: Which is crazy because we had a lot of lifers this migration and chestnut-sided was one of them. So it was crazy <laughs> to see one and like a couple days prior. And then, again, the first bird I saw was a chestnut-sided. It was yeah. pretty crazy. And,
2: and, and just down the street and just multiple days with really great looks. And in the
1: black throated greens, yeah, which was day, was right. a lifer for us yeah. earlier, yep. like it was a lifer that we got on big day, and then a couple days later in our local patch we yeah. saw
2: And then in the same twenty five feet, a magnolia, a Canada black throated blues, butter butts, both um, varieties, um,
1: Audubons and myrtle.
2: Yeah, Audubons and myrtle. I mean just an incredible concentration common yellow throats I mean you know we're getting like 60
0: species a day well yeah, you did I anyway. uh, yeah okay. I well global big day for me yeah. was like a I had 93 or 94 species <laughs> yeah that's sick and that's that's, <laughs> that's absolutely insane. my biggest day and it wasn't even like
1: did I just, you go to the shore?
0: no I literally I was at East Rock forever this is uh, true and then when I finally left East Rock I like basically just went right to edgewood park and i went there and i got another like i had like 70 something species at east rock alone and then i went to edgewood and rounded it up with like another bunch of stuff that i didn't anticipate seeing there that i thought i would have seen elsewhere it was a wild day uh it was a really good day for sean me.
1: was like so into the mode that we had a little barbecue after east rock Um, hitting East Rock and birding and he couldn't stop birding like we were just sitting there and he's just like oh Chipping Sparrow and like and like just any bird that flew anywhere near and you know it's mostly just your generic backyard birds I
2: think you texted actually that night that you were like laying there on the couch with your eyes closed or trying to go to sleep and you just kept hearing all
0: i did i was hearing it in my head it was so bad i've been like i prepped real hard for big day and like for this migration knowing that like my birding by ear would increase like what i'm seeing as well because then i can start to know what the species are and then i know where to find them and that's so i had um i did a lot of like really heavy studying of like bird song i just like while i'm working at work just put it on and like listen to to talks with audio and stuff like that and so i was like i think at that point like i had that day i had just done so much of it i could it was just they were everywhere it was like i was just hearing like like the wood thrush haunt and and oven birds screaming and it was just a lot of
1: I'm imagining this, like, really boring movie montage of Sean,
0: like, prepping.
1: Like, he's got his headphones on, and he's just typing at work. And yeah.
2: It's just, like... Oven birds screaming in the background. Yeah, yeah,
0: it's just... My friend, one of my coworkers, was like, Dude, what the fuck are you listening to? All I hear is birds chirping through your headphones. I'm like, you can hear that? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm listening to, like, bird calls. He's like, I mean, it's cool, but, like, it's so loud. <laughs> like, and, uh, and for sure, I'm like...
1: Little, Just, like, a little trickle of yeah, blood Yeah, like, hitting
0: backtrack on stuff to, like, hear, like, try and hear a Black Pole Warbler, like, that's mm. is kind of a little high for, like, recording, <laughs> so, like, it's cranked, and I'm playing it over and over and over again, just to, like, get the songs down, because I'm, uh, that kind of obsessed at this point, so, but my, I mean.
1: You're far gone.
0: Yeah, my year list right now, after Maine, is 248 eight or 249 species last year on december 31st i had 250 species mm. so it took me 12 months last year to get to where i am in six months almost on the dot and you've Holy. been in the same
2: places yes this year i
0: haven't right. been anywhere that's different So what is it
2: just the eyes and the ears it's
0: the i think it's been the ears have been the thing and then um befriending matt bell who is way worse than i am in every respect as a uh, as like uh, far as obsession is concerned he's like quizzed shit right into me like made me learn like the aos shorthand so that like i can text faster information and stuff like that and like but he's also like making me like get get better at giving directions like guiding and, yes
1: like, I, oh man i
0: had a great spring personally for my own like for my own gain and like my own obsession but i also like had some really cool moments with people that i'd never met or like even with like like scott and heather like with you guys like helping you find new birds like my obsession i find is like actually it's it's sort of like seeing that benefit other people is really rewarding i've had a really cool interactions this spring Are you with saying people? the ends justify the means? I don't know if I'm saying that. I
1: don't know, man. Just that one. <laughs> no, just that one. That's all right. That's all right. All right. Deep, you,
2: you heard a Blackburnian. I did. And then I saw one. Yeah. That's all I can
1: Yeah, we're about. riding on Sean's obsession in His, so many ways. Yeah. Like, it, this podcast His and, and, and then seeing these birds. What I have to yeah, say. Yeah, I don't
2: actually even care about birds.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, that's not
2: I, true. <laughs> I have to
1: say, like, just that one interaction with Matt um, on global dig De- big day, yeah. when he was giving directions of where things were, was so impressive. Yeah, I was just like, "That's how you call where something is in we the tree." We should have that
0: guy on the show. <laughs> yeah,
1: what the <laughs>
0: hell? He's he's a tough man to, to tie down. He's like today he today the day we're recording, he was just like let a walk in... um he he's like sleepy hollow or some shit and then he's leaving for ohio to go to a wedding and then he's in a like chase a uh, swainson's warbler which i'm pretty sure he's already seen but it's some uh, it's in another county that he hasn't seen it in in ohio so he's going to chase a bird f- while he's there for a wedding and i don't he probably has some like rant. like he probably has like 3 hours and it's like an hour and a half round trip <laughs> so like or something like that like he's got nothing no time and he's definitely going to chase it which Mm. i i fear greatly for my own sanity that he's dragging me uh not kicking and screaming he's dragging me quite willingly like into that like spiral of chasing shit to maine and like Mm. like and stuff like that unfortunately for nicole so
1: well when he did his you know when he was giving his directions of where to look it was almost like a a cattle ranch auction or something like that it just like really fast just and you it was just astounding yeah and
0: you're right there on it yeah yeah he's really good at it it
1: made me want to get better at it
0: yeah he has this weird his i think even his friends that i don't know but i'm pretty sure they would attest that to like his ability to id with like barely any information like visual information like he sees like a flash and a shadow and he knows by behavior and relative size that it's probably it's just this by probability it's it's like uh he did just, that
1: with the black throated green yeah
0: he just knows like he catches it out of the corner of his eye he don't even he doesn't hear it it's just based on like kind of where he saw it and what it's doing that's you know i they they you know you can call it experience but i think there's a lot of it that's sort of more like intuition that a lot of people have for some for certain things
1: well and, yeah i mean i'm pretty good at the behavioral stuff yeah. like as i learn it like right i i think like that's why we saw so many things this year is that we've both been getting better at like the noise like you know a butter butt like you you know you know a palm warbler yeah and they're dipping and so you can kind of be like okay i've id'd that and then right. you can kind of focus and i think the difference this year but um Versus when we first started birding was that everything was a distraction. Yeah. Because you don't know what you're looking at. Yeah. And so everything is okay. And you're spending a lot of time IDing everything. Yeah. And now we're at the point where we're seeing past the ones that we're familiar with. And, and that's why we're seeing new yeah. stuff.
0: I, I noticed um, birding. I got to bird with Scott a little bit more this year than with Heather just by circumstance, I think. Mom James life. And, yeah, mom life stuff. Yeah. Heather make, makes the the big sacrifice mm-hmm. um, in that respect. And she gives Scott a little bit extra time this spring to go out. And I definitely noticed that y- your, uh, um, what's the word I'm, I'm looking for here? Like uh, your confidence in what you know is so much better bigger this year and just calling things instead of being like hey sean what's that mm-hmm. you're just like hey that's a kingbird and you're like past it still looking for the a prairie warbler or something like that which to me is like mm-hmm. that's a huge it seems like a huge um turning point for a lot of birders it's when you're you know when you're that comfortable with like sort of common like unkind of uncommon species like that like we don't see eastern kingbirds very often around here it's just not a Unless you go to where they are, then they're mm-hmm. abundant, but they're not like. Saying. They're yeah. right down the street, actually. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Shit. We well, like, I live in the hood, so well, yeah, I don't see kingbirds yeah. very often. Um, but like, your confidence is like huge, so much bigger than, than it just from last year, like that it. And that's been huge. It's so much more fun, like, to like bird in those fallout situations when everybody you're with is like, on their eyes are on something that you're that you don't have to look for everything and i don't know um Mm -hmm. i'm happy that i've learned with you guys so that i don't have to have that experience like like when i'm out with my group of birding friends like with my friends like we're all looking at the same shit and we're basically all looking like know what we're looking at know what we're looking for Mm. it's so much more fun now like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the last year we were all noobs and we're like i don't fucking know what that is asking people around us with like crappy (laughs) descriptions of what we saw we come like so far in this like oh man the first year
1: like there was i'll never forget that our first year birding like I don't know, four years ago, maybe more, that, that Scott and <laughs> Time I... Time is
2: plastic when you have a 10-month-old. Yeah.
1: Scott and I spent like half an hour trying to figure out a bird, and it turned out to be a female red-winged blackbird. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> you are you and like so many other people in the yeah. world have had that fight with red-winged blackbird. The, black the mystery bird.
1: Because yeah. we're All like, what? Right. I mean, it's brown, it's... Sp- I mean, you just... It was Could the last be a gross thing. speak
0: like yeah, that's it. yeah. It was like yeah. the last thing on our
1: mind, like because we were like, well, it can't be a red winged blackbird, hmm. that wasn't even in our. And then when we saw the the red winged blackbird picture, and then the f- swipe to the female, we're like, oh
2: my god! So yeah, I mean, so this. All right, so there's like a lot of stuff. Um, uh, before we get too far away, um what was the coolest thing that you saw in Migration this year? Like maybe a life or two. And then maybe... you know and then i'll follow it up and then because like i do also want to talk about um how you learn because i think that's really important yeah that's true and um and you were talking about like boning up on your bird song you know like preparing but it's not just like listening to a bunch of like you have to have some sort of strategy right and you have to you have to expect you have to anticipate what you're going to see so that you listen to the right things Yeah, no, you're right you know so there's a lot of stuff but before we get to that what was the coolest thing you saw? Or what was
0: the, what was your like favorite experiences? My spring? favorite, I mean, my favorite experience was a pelagic trip. We just took in Acadia. We we're, um,
1: what so, is a pelagic? A
0: pelagic. So pelagic, uh, like refers to species that don't come to land. They spend most of their life like at sea, in the oh. open ocean, like albatross and things like that, I guess. Um, so we went out on this trip. It was a whale watching tour and puffin tour. Mm. um, But it was uh, only like the fourth trip out of the season. So they hadn't seen anything yet. And uh, Nicole and I booked this trip in anticipation of seeing puffins. That was it, really, that we wanted to see because they're puffins. Who doesn't want to see? Puffins are so cute. Atlantic puffins are absolutely fucking adorable. I don't care what anybody says. They're the cutest things ever. So we took this pelagic boat trip out. Wait, what do people say? I think... People say people like people talk shit birds.
1: about puffins. I think so. I mean, what is wrong with people? I mean, people voted for Donald Trump. I know, but it, like, is it Trump? Is it Trump being like?
2: Is this part of like the alt right? They're like, like we puffin should eat. Bashing? We should eat puffins. That's what people are saying. I don't like they're, the puffins. You know, there is a puffin, never like them. There's a puffin breakfast cereal, right? There's this. The, yeah. Yeah, that natural stuff. It's natural yeah. stuff. Yeah, no one needs
0: cardboard.
1: It. That, I mean, I guess you can talk shit about that.
0: All right. Well, <laughs> so we took okay. this pelagic trip. It was out on like a high-speed catamaran and they were like, "We haven't seen anything yet, so we're going to take you further out because the Nova Scotia people said that they saw a couple of whales today, so we're going to you know, we're going to get closer to the where where they are. So we take the trip the boat out and we stop at this like island called Petit Manan or something like that and the, the puffins breed there. It's the farthest south that they breed in the Atlantic on the Atlantic coast. So you get to see like 50 or 60 breeding pair of puffins. There the islands also home to breeding razorbills, so there's like a tons of tons of razorbills, tons of puffins and already tons of black guillemot which are really abundant at Acadia. And then there's breeding Arctic terns and breeding common terns. So they're everywhere. Uh, and then we got three common murs, which murs, I don't know how to say that word, but we got three of them and that was rad. And there, they weren't uh, sort of unexpected, but they were there. So that was a lifer with puffins for me and the Arctic tern. And then, so they turned the boat up on high speed and took us out. We ended up Did they Arctic turn it? Yeah, the Arctic turned it super hard. And we headed to fucking Canada and crossed the border. We were in the middle of like the Bay of Fundy and we found the first two humpback whales of the season, which was rad, and they were just sort of like resting, so they were just casually surface and go back down and breathe their and like put out their blow spray Stuff and I don't remember what the term is.
1: Blowhole.
0: Yeah, they spray the stuff out their blowhole. <laughs> um, and so, but with whales comes pelagic birds. Mm. And the naturalists on the boat said so they hadn't seen any yet. Do and they I like was,
1: ride on the the waves? They
0: don't. They don't ride on the waves, but they eat the same food. Oh. So plankton? they yeah. So they're eating the plankton. And so where there's whales, there's usually these pl- these pelagic species. So we saw uh leeches storm petrol which is a lifer we saw um uh wilson's storm petrol which is a lifer we saw um northern gannets while we were out there which are huge they're they're huge wingspan like relatives of albatross really big birds um we saw um a a northern fulmar which was cool that was a lifer And a single Great Shearwater, which came, like, right up to the boat. And they're, like, big tube noses. And that was another lifer for me. And they were also the first time they'd seen them this year. So we got to see the first two whales. We went to Canada. And we saw all these tube noses. So for me, I got, like, seven lifers that I am never going to see anywhere else, you know, as far as I know. Or, you know, I had to take a fucking boat, like, to Canada to see these birds. Right. So, like, for me, that was... That was totally That's exciting so that was like did you have to show thing. your passport at the no yeah there's no border guards uh in the huh. middle of the bay of fundy as it as it turns out which was <laughs> which is pleasant uh it was cold as fuck though <laughs> yeah i'm
1: looking at yeah. um uh, an article with pelagic birds because i don't know i've never heard of any of these before yeah, except for the puffin and the penguin
0: so puffins are like alcids uh and they're pelagic i think that
1: it's an off
0: right they're yeah it's I, a
1: large auk
0: yeah they're cool never really even heard amazing. that term before yeah. there's a lot of like weirdness in the bird in birds like you the deeper you fall down the rabbit and hole this you is pretty to, like, deep man yeah it was cool man those birds are really neat the mm. the sheer water is so like the way they fly is so cool it just it has this really smooth glide over the water surface you can tell like what it's doing uh like you can see it's tracking like it's like stuff in the water uh, and the storm petrels are like nut jobs they just fly in these big groups they're not that big and they'll just like they they go out into like the rough water and so they're like flying in and out of waves and and they're 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 wild i mean they're out in the shitty weather it's pretty, they're, they're really they're cool. gorgeous yeah they're really cool birds. they're like
1: a spotty penguin yeah
0: and the, the coolest thing with the storm petrels was that the two species only seem to cross paths at opposite times of their life cycle or like their yearly cycle so like one is like there to eat and get fat and the other one's there to breed so like one is hasn't left f- so to they're go yeah. way. so like they're doing they're in opposite they're doing opposite stuff like one's hmm. establishing territory and like you know figuring all that stuff a out and the body. other is just getting fat trying to right. get to where it's going to do the same thing so you see this like confluence of two species which is really interesting and they interact really in the same way so it was like cool cool to have to ID them which for me was like something that I learned before the trip was. Pay, like paid close attention to mm-hmm. weird like got minute, your book out yeah my new details and like but it's really fucking hard on a rocking boat when you're out in the middle of the ocean to like keep your binoculars tracking on this like did, tiny diving bird. Did so. did, the, did the the boat rocking keep Nicole awake? She had so much fun. That's she awesome. really enjoyed the um, puffins. She yeah. She loves the puffins. Yeah. She was taking photos of it's all of them. hard not to love puffins. But she also started to appreciate the other alcids. So she liked the razorbill she thought was cool looking and stuff like that. Mm. And then she, like, I think my enthusiasm for, like, the other birds when we got further out was exciting. And then we saw the whales. Mm-hmm. And, I mean... You have to be a fucking sociopath not to be excited at that point. They're just... They're so big. Like You just feel really little. There's no way to not feel small. And then when you, like, understand, like, the pattern that these birds only show up at the same time as these whales, which is... That's really fucking Mm. cool. Like, you're seeing a lot of things happening all at once in this really weird place that humans don't usually have access to. And that, for me, was a really... Uh, that was the most impactful part of it and I yeah was like, the
1: world yeah. happens oh, yeah. without humans yeah
0: and when you see that stuff up close it's super cool for the first time at the very least like I was just I felt real small and really grateful like to have that opportunity it's really cool um, and Nicole was super enthusiastic which made it even so much better that we were like super excited together about like the <laughs> birds for yeah, the first time which a, is really cool that's a yeah. cool trip yeah, yeah. yeah. She was so t- totally into it, totally prepared for it. Um,
1: Which in May, yeah, you know, you're not
0: expecting to be like we we're so wearing cold. parkas or yeah, we were so cold when we got off the boat. People were in shorts and t-shirts, and what? we were in full layers in seated at a restaurant in front of a fire mm. <laughs> eating soup where the people in shorts <laughs> we were so Canadians? No, they were it was really warm out. It was like oh. 70 degrees when we got oh, off the Oh, they weren't on the trip. Yeah, no, they weren't on the trip. Oh, it yeah, was like, but it was like 40 degrees where we were and right. the wind was blowing like soup and where the boat was going really fast. It was I'd have to wear like crazy. a full body
1: like snowsuit in I'd, order to enjoy the trip.
0: I literally had on three long sleeve shirts, a f- pullover fleece a zip up hoodie, hoodie and a raincoat over me, and I was shivering uncontrollably. It was so cold. Oh god! And I don't know. Uh, maybe it was partially because I'm not really that good on boats, but like I didn't puke and I felt pretty, pretty good about the wow. whole experience. Winds yeah. all around. Yeah, it was pretty rad. It's Sorry, awesome. that was a long winded best spring thing, but right. That but that, was, I mean,
1: there's a lot. That so, was
0: an exciting so. trip. <laughs> Right, so now we're like. There's a lot to unpack. I thought Black Bernie and Warbler. No, because that was an exciting <laughs> trip too, though. Like yeah, for you, no. I mean, yeah, for that you. was a really awesome. Scott. No, I had a lot of fun, but for it was like good. you got to see the thing. Like, talk yeah. about how rad it is to see that bird. That yeah, because. I think there are a lot of people that can um
2: well i think yeah so i mean one of the things is like getting into birding that's tough too is is because it's sort of like pokemon go and if you miss a day you miss like whatever giant fire breathing lizard <laughs> thing was like you know at saving rock and um and then you feel bad because everyone got it but you and you know you're just you're trying to get your whatever yeah I, I don't know how far I can take this Pokemon thing no, when I don't com- know anything about Pokemon. I but. think
0: it's a common analogy though with birding, so you're safe. Yeah. So you know.
1: After Pokemon Go, it became a pretty common analogy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
1: Before that, it was I don't know, man. You just go out and see birds.
2: <laughs> so, um, right. So, but you know, when you're first getting into it, um, you know it's tough because you're 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 trying to find things that are very special to you that don't seem to be special to the people who know who could or could maybe even guide you there right and so sometimes it's tough i mean so when you get something that is really rare you know somebody will tap you and be like hey there's this, this thing but you know even even this spring you know, if you hadn't seen a chestnut, like nobody was talking about chestnuts. People were talking about the prothonotary and the yeah, cerulean, and yeah, that was basically of course. it. Um, and so you you have to fight that a little bit, and just like you know, keep keep straight in your in you know your, your priority list. You know what you've seen and what's new, and yeah. just and enjoy it. And um, so like the uh, pileated that eluded me for years even though it was like nesting around me <laughs> and you know it's like on a tree behind me and i just can't see it um i had not seen a, a blackburnian warbler and um it was all around us apparently i knew where to find it in east rock park i knew like people were saying go up here go there uh didn't see it and um you were with me twice when
0: i saw one and you yep. didn't
2: yeah, you just and couldn't get you on it. Just couldn't, and yeah, and it wasn't, it wasn't sticking around. Yeah, right. And um, and so a few weeks back, uh, we headed to uh, a really cool place called Trap Brook. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, for you to get, I can't remember.
0: I wanted a Acadian fly catcher. The fly catcher. Yeah, I was right. looking for the Acadian fly catcher.
2: And I wanted the Blackburnian. Yeah. And um, I think it took probably
0: 20
2: minutes of that walk.
0: 20 was probably about right. And
2: uh, it took 20 minutes, probably 14 or 15 oven birds screaming. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Minimum. minimum. Oh, (laughs) man. Well, and also probably 10 red-eyed vireos, too. Yeah, that was a really heavy vireo. And some good looks at male scarlet tanagers. And then all of a sudden there's something weird. Yeah. And I you're sp- like I, said, I think it's a Blackburnian. Yeah,
0: I said it sounds like a Blackburnian, yeah. but I don't think it's it's normal call. Yeah. And uh and I and I was like Scott, check the thir- check its other calls. Mhm. And so Merlin came out. Yeah. We had a brief interaction with Merlin confirm what we were hearing. Mhm. And oh, I baited the shit out of it. Yeah. I just kept No, I mean on you it. didn't though because it's <laughs> Like this, it's pretty normal. If you go out with like a guide and th- and they think they might have heard something, then they'll play a call yeah. and to pu- to draw that in. I don't I don't consider that baiting at that point. Like it's not like it was a rarity that's not here and you're fucking up. You're fucking with its head even more. Yeah. Like it's like a normal species to come through. It's not. I don't call that baiting. No, even I, I a was being bit. slightly facetious, but. Oh yeah, um,
2: dangerous territory. There, well, right. So, some
0: <laughs> you say the word bait, and everybody surf- and the claws come out. Yeah.
2: Right. Oh, there will be a lot of nasty chatter on the uh, yeah, yeah. local bird list yeah. after people hear this. No one listens to this. Uh, anyway, so, <laughs> um, so he was directly above us, like thirty feet in maybe the canopy not, uh, yeah, and then maybe. and then he moved to a lower position even yeah. closer and it was just gorgeous gorgeous looks he didn't move he stayed on that one branch for a while for too. a good long yeah. while yeah and in fact uh, long enough for two other people to to come up and spend one some of, time with it yeah. yeah spend some time and, and one of those people it was a lifer for them as well yeah so that's cool it was it was like a nice thing to share um
0: yeah yeah I, I thought it was exciting It for me. It was like uh, the first time I got to like find a really cool, uh, a cool, like one of those lifers for people that they're like really pining after. Mm. And I'm like, I like heard it and then we found it. And it was like the perfect like hunt scenario. I said like, I think maybe one will be here, but I don't know. Maybe it's too late. We'll see. We'll go. There's going to be other cool stuff. The location's really cool and it just like was like perfect it was like the perfect time for it to happen it was dead quiet i was just like we were staring at some rando like weird singing uh uh, eastern wood Mm peewee and it just like there was there was your there was your black bernie and i got the acadian you got you, all three of you were still staring at this Blackburnian, mm-hmm. and I have a, an Acadian flycatcher right over my head. And right. it was like, it might be the first time where I've ever been around a bird like that where nobody gave a shit. Right. <laughs> like, I was like, guys, yeah, literally, okay. I know that this is cool and this Blackburnian's here, but the Acadian yeah. is right over your head, and well, there's a wood peewee right there, and there's a tanager circling us. And like, you guys don't it care. It was a lifer
2: for me, but I totally did not care. I really yeah. wanted that b- Blackburnian It was for so a lifer long. for you. I know it was.
0: I, yeah. Like, we, Talked about that? You're like, yeah, you totally dismissed looking at another bird for even a freaking second because you were so fixated. Well, because it's about it's about the quality. And that was no, but that moment is really cool. And it's like to see because I have those moments with certain birds, but it's you know my fixation is is different. And I sometimes I'm a little bit jealous of pe of of that experience because there aren't too many birds that I see, like that I've seen for the first time where I'm like truly. Sort of like taken by that at that moment, and you seem to like have that with that black and that was like a cool thing to witness. Like I was really happy about that. I was like, guys, there's an Acadian, and nobody cared, and I just laughed, and I was like, this, this, like this moment like made a huge, that that moment for me made a huge impact on like how I was experiencing birding this year too. Like that was that was a big, that was a really cool thing to see. Um I I think your best moment was a really strong contender for one of my best moments. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I mean, you spent literally like as long as that bird sat there staring at it. And it was I, a I really didn't take really my eyes long off time. Of it. Yeah. yeah, and it was not an easy one to look at. I don't know how your neck handled that. <laughs> <laughs> Super hard warbler I neck. I felt nothing. Yeah, it's pure. <laughs> um.
2: So Heather. Mm. Your, your bird moment of the spring.
1: Um, I think, you know, it was having a patch near our house. That's cool. And, um, you know, with the 10-month-olds now, but he was, uh, like, uh, nine, eight months during migration... So it was really hard to get out, and um, so it was nice to have that right by us and um, being able to see really cool species really close by, and, and I think for me, it was really necessary because, you know, it's really, you know, hard to bird with a kid and... So there were, there were just magical moments in our local patch. like there was one moment where we had James with us and I was breastfeeding and <laughs> you know, I'm on the ground Man, with that's my a son. New kind of yeah, <laughs> breastfeeding and it was very you know communing with nature, kind <laughs> of oh, fucking no. crunchy. yeah right. Very crunchy, very <laughs> granola. And there were palm warblers and pine warblers and all all around us it was very early in migration so many that like you could just look up and see them you could just see the dipping tails and you could see them flitting from tree to tree and it was just really amazing it was sort of like um a, a microcosm of what you were saying about nature happening around you yeah you know it was like that like you know, because it's a patch that most people don't know about, and True. yeah, and so there's no one on the trail, and it's just ever you know, um, because on East Rock there's so many people, there's so many birders. and almost feels per- performative by the birds, like they're just gonna be there, and that's always where they are. Yeah. <laughs>
2: there's a lot of recreation too. Yeah, there's people
1: running yeah. and blah blah blah, and and it was just such a peaceful moment um, that. That was one of my, my favorite moments. But there was just so many moments um, in that patch that we had. You know, seeing the black-throated green. And um, there was one moment I had James, and I was wearing James. And it was just me and him. And I started pishing. <laughs> and um, a black-throated blue landed, like, right next to us. And James saw it and started laughing. And Oh, man, yeah. that's rad. Mm-hmm. I didn't
0: know about that. So I'm crying.
1: You guys? Oh my god. It was so so, funny. It was so One. it was just he loves birds and he like he gets excited when he sees them and so it was a really great moment to have these birds landing and he looks around and he you know, his head moves where the birds land so I know he's seeing them and then he just goes, Ah ah," like that you know, and he and he, he goes, you know, and starts yeah. giggling when he that's sees so the bird. It's just, that's, that to me is just yeah incredible.
0: I had like, there was like a string of days where you, one of the two of you was texting me while well, I was at work and you were always at that spot (laughs) like and it was like there was like the you could feel like the you could feel the excitement through the text which for me was like both amazing to like see like the rejuvenation because you guys literally could were like walking there with the kid just like getting outside and you get to bird and instead of like hearing cardinals you're you're hearing like all sorts of shit like seeing these great fucking birds like just these crazy lists like for like a weird 30 minute excursion with your kid you come back with like 30 or 40 species (laughs) it's insane like big huge fucking swaths of amazing birds so
1: and then the 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 one final thing that i'll talk about um in regards to that is uh we brought our neighbor there um so there's um a neighbor that we are friends with that we actually knew him before we moved here and you know he's painting his house so he sees us i mean we see him on our way to the patch and you know we were talking about the birds that we've seen to him and he's like i want to go with you guys we're like absolutely just you know come with us whatever morning so there was one morning we went and i texted him before we went he met us he had these japanese uh like 1970 or 60 um, (laughs) or
2: older or
1: older they were ancient um binoculars and he went with us i think they were on a rope like an actual like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like a hemp,
2: hemp rope that was you know that was twined together by hand yeah
1: it was old school and so he went with us and you know it's a rough start those i mean seeing through binoculars for the first time is really difficult yeah it is you, you got to really get used to it and it was really hard, but then we sort of all hit our stride, like us telling him where to look and him seeing and then some of the birds were landing like right in front of us. Mm-hmm. And so his first time birding, this is a spot it was it was very similar to my experience birding, um, the first time where I was in a spot, East Rock, where I had been for ten years. Yeah, walked the trails, knew him by knew it by heart, but all of a sudden he's seeing new yeah and he had like what he was describing like his experience of seeing this was exactly what i felt the first time where he was saying um you know it you realize that there's a whole ecosystem, again, comes back to that. There's this whole ecosystem that's happening around you that you've been completely ignorant. This like, I think he called it like a secret world. And instead of looking, you know, he's always looking at the big picture. He's a painter too, so that helps, right? He's he's looking at the trees, the leaves, the big things. There's these small, delicate little creatures around him that he had, beautiful, that he had never seen before what was his life list all
2: right um, including but not limited to because he's i mean he's obviously seen other birds right oh um, yeah, and so yeah. There was but stuff so this was his first official this is his first official time birding his first official time birding he got um, male and female american red starts, um, a black-throated blue warbler um, male and female common yellow throat, a canada warbler <laughs> A magnolia warbler, <laughs> uh, a northern Perula, and um, yellow-rumped warbler. Man, and then other stuff like red winged blackbirds, grackles, a hairy woodpecker, um, robins. I mean, it, it was yeah, the usual, the us- the usual crew. But
1: but like, yeah, just- it took
2: it took us a couple of years to just see a black-throated blue. Yeah. Right. Um it took us a couple of years to see a magnolia. It yeah, took
1: us yeah. a
0: couple years to but see we a Canada. But we weren't birding I mean, with us. <laughs> canada yeah. warbler is a target species for many a birder. So to be to be privy to that sort of thing on your first uh, first excur- official excursion is pretty fucking rad. Like, and and it was I mean, less warbler. than a quarter of a mile from where he lives. Yeah, yeah he
1: lives even closer. Yeah.
0: yeah. You I mean, you guys know how I feel he, about Canada warblers. Yeah.
1: He can literally throw a rock from his house to mm-hmm. this patch. I mean, that's what's insane. That's
0: what well, I mean, now he knows. Now he knows he's noisy he has quality birding. And just yep. and,
1: and that was a couple weeks ago, and then yesterday we were walking James and we ran into them and they were talking about how they um, that morning, went over to the rookery that we oh, lived yeah. near, and Wait, they were
0: yeah, Wait Street rookery, right? And they were looking at is?
1: the yeah, and they were looking at the the. Um, young there because that's that's crazy so that's
2: lots of great blue herons yeah like 20 like 20 nests yeah minimum or
1: like 40 be, well and i then, mean like 20 yeah. nests but like 40 birds because yeah. like each nest has like at least two yeah. juveniles and it, that looking through the like the binoculars at the at that feels like so nature documentary yeah. you know the, they fly well, in and she and talks
2: f- about it like it was a you know a, a disney f- film moment yeah right? because they're looking at the heron babies like screaming at the parents for food right and then the swan pair come up with a couple cygnets and then they turn around and the osprey has just flown in to feed their <laughs> young yeah that's a pretty wild and the spot fish over
1: there in, in that area have been jumping they're up right. out of the water and yeah. they're huge
2: yeah yeah so and this area that we're talking about is just uh lake whitney in hamden connecticut um so i guess one of the takeaways too is that uh you know if you're anywhere especially around the co- coasts in the migratory path um lakes ponds Anything creeks green. these these yeah. places where there are water are
0: really really yeah. sort of ideal for spotting riparian habitats yeah. as they, i guess that's what you call them like wa- edge edge mm-hmm. habitat near water mm-hmm. um you know and you're guaranteed to get other cool stuff like barred owls prefer that kind of habitat so you know you're probably mm-hmm. close to barred owl at that moment too so there's like so much cool there's stuff there was a team bird
1: yeah. like the other day that we were by the rookery
0: yeah just hanging out on a power line being <laughs> assholes they're so loud and obnoxious yeah. when i get going i love them
2: so there's much more where that came from but we're saving it for a future episode in two weeks, you can hear our interview with Genevieve Nuttall of Audubon, Connecticut. It's a great interview where you can learn about East Coast conservation efforts and Sean's rabid love of salt marsh sparrows. When it's dropped, you can pick it up at foulmouthspodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Get the fuck out and bird.
2: I'm going to cut that.